Hello, it's Ernie Young, and welcome to the Clubhouse Conversation. Every summer in Kansas City, 25 men have one simple mission, to win. Starting pitchers, corner power hitters, middle relievers, speedy gloves up the middle, closers, utility infielders, backup catchers, and they're each remembered here. From 1969 to last year, all Royals careers have been preserved with the most comprehensive collection of facts, memories, and stories in existence. Welcome to Clubhouse Conversation. And Happy New Year to you, as this is our first 2015 edition of Clubhouse Conversation. It's Davo on the place where we talk to all your favorite current and former Royals players. And today that man is Ernie Young, who played in KC during the 1998 season. Ernie Young, an outfielder, mainly center field and right field, who came up with the Oakland Athletics was their everyday starting center fielder back in 1996. Eventually, it came over to KC late in spring training during 1998. He was the opening day right fielder, the everyday right fielder for the Royals through the early parts of 1998 and would go on to play not only for the A's and the Royals, but also the Diamondbacks, the Tigers, and Indians during a major league career that saw him spend parts of eight seasons at the highest level of baseball. And Ernie also won a gold medal for the United States. In 2000, he was a part of that team that was, what, picked fourth going into the Olympics. They ended up taking home the gold, made us all proud then. He did some managing with Team USA. He's managed in the minor leagues for the White Sox organization, the Tigers organization, but a minor league coach. Quite the baseball man, quite the baseball career for Ernie Young, who joins us now on Clubhouse Conversation from Arizona, where he now lives. Ernie, thanks for joining us, first of all, and how's everything going with you? Going good. Enjoying the uh, enjoying the bright sun of Arizona and the holiday as well. So what's keeping you busy these days? You still doing stuff with baseball quite a bit? Uh, you know what? I'm keeping myself busy by, you know, just doing some doing some lessons. Uh been out of the game for uh, a little over a year now and, and looking to get back. Oh, good. I was going to ask you about that. Yeah, you spent uh, two years with the White Sox at Kannapolis managing, two years with the Tigers at West Michigan managing. How do you like being a minor league skipper? Oh, I love it. I love it. I mean, I love every aspect of, of the game and, and managing the game and seeing each player get better. It's probably not quite as much of a grind when you're actually managing versus playing in the minor leagues, right? Oh, <laughs> it's, you know what? It's a little bit tougher. You know, I've you know, you realize just how much uh, a manager goes through once you're on that other side. You know, when you're a player, you go to the ballpark, you, you know, you do your soft toss or your key work or batting practice and then play the game and then you take off. You know, the manager there hours before and hours after. Have you become uh, bilingual yet? Uh, you know what? I speak a little bit of Spanish. I probably should speak more, but... Unfortunately, I don't. Well, maybe it's time to get the Rosetta Stone stuff off the you know off the TV commercials there. <laughs> yeah, that's that'll be a, that'll be a great investment right there. <laughs> well, you've also managed Team USA in the Pan Am Games. How big of an honor was that for you? Oh God, uh, great! I mean, to to play for the USA and and then manage them as well was uh, definitely an honor. In, is, is is there anything new with USA Baseball? Because I know you're also uh, you've been on the board of directors. Anything new going on with that? Oh, nothing actually. I'm I'm officially off. My tenure is up as far as being on the board of directors, but I'm still involved with USA Baseball. Um, 
more on the amateur side right now. I've done a, a few things with their um, with their amateur players. Well, that's cool. Well, you ready to go way back and start from the beginning in Chicago? Hey, hey you lead the way. <laughs> <laughs> well, you grew up there in Chicago. You went to Mendel uh, Catholic High School. Was baseball always your favorite sport, your number one growing up? Oh, for sure. Yeah, no doubt. You know, I, I grew up with the, the ball and the bat in my hand, and um, and that was uh, that was definitely my my number one sport. Now, which part of Chicago did you actually grow up in? And then, are you more of a, a Cubs or a Sox guy growing up? Grew up in uh, on the uh, South Side of Chicago as a as a, as a Cubs fan. Uh-oh. I know that's that's kind of ironic, especially uh, since I played a couple of years from the White Sox organization and then um, and then um, and then banished and coasting their system as well. <laughs> how did you how did you pull that off as a Cubs fan on the South Side? I'm sure the friends probably weren't too excited about that, were they? No, they they all gave me a hard time and, and you know, even to to the, I'm still getting a hard time for, for being a being a Cubs fan. <laughs> well from there you ended up going to uh, Lewis University so how did you end up at Lewis, and then what are your favorite memories of playing college ball there? Um, I went to end up at Lewis. Actually, what's uh, kind of funny is I, you know, I received a few letters from uh, Division One schools. Uh, one in particular, uh, Mizzou, the Tigers. They they sent out a you know a couple letters and and stuff, but it never never panned out. I mean, you know, I would have loved to have played a Division One college, but you know, but I didn't. I. I decided on a smaller Division two school where I can I can go and play and um, and get better. I mean, the bottom line is in baseball, if you don't play, there's no chance for you to get better. And you know, going to Division two school, I mean, they had a a very good baseball program and um, well known for you know how how well they compete at the Division two level and and rightfully so. I mean, our team. My freshman year, sophomore year, and junior year of college, we went to the um, Division Two World Series each year and placed higher each year. Yeah, you had a lot of guys on that team that you know garnered some uh, professional attention and got drafted. I mean, for example, a guy that Royals fans know, uh, Rick Heisman, you played with him. What was it like playing with a young Rick Heisman in college? Oh, it was fun. I mean, he was real fiery, great fastball. I mean, great competitor. Uh, one, of the, one of the best one of the best teammates I've ever played with in my life. Oh, cool. Well, then you eventually get drafted in by Oakland in the 10th round of 1990. But before we talk about that, so were you expecting to go about the 10th round, you know, before the draft, and then was Oakland kind of the team you expected to take you? Um, you know what's funny is that I thought, just from the, the whole draft perspective, I thought the another team was going to draft me because just from the – just from the rumors and different scouts telling me things, and 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 then that was my first my first taste of of baseball. Can't believe anything until until you see it in writing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, that's for damn sure. So you get uh, you know 1990. Take us back to that draft day. Then I mean, do you have a cool story about how you got the news and who you were with when you got drafted that day? Uh, I was at home just waiting around. I mean, I know I know it's a little different now, but I was. Uh, you know, kind of bummed out. I mean, because I could, there's no ticker or anything that you can follow saying, you know, the first round's over, second round's over. You know, just waiting around, and then finally got a call that it was the 10th round. 
and I was uh, I was happy but disappointed because you know the you know from all the the rumblings you know beforehand was you know I would be drafted somewhere between the the third and the fifth round. So when the tenth round came around, you know I was a uh, I was a little disappointed, but you know what? It gave me extra motivation to uh, to go out and and do the best that I could possibly do. And you did that in 1990. You spent uh, you know the year at Northwest League after signing with Southern Oregon. OPS 839 with six and 23 and just 200 at bats. So that first summer in pro ball, what do you remember about that the most? I remember uh, in pro ball we we had with uh, four guys highly touted. Um, you know, to there were actually we had four technically uh, four first rounders um, that year. Uh, Don Peters. Todd Van Poppel, Kurt Dressendorfer, and uh, Dave Zancanero. And they were all pitchers. And they, you know, they were on the cover of uh, Baseball America as the four aces. So, you know, and two of them, only two of the pitchers uh, actually made to the major league. So, you know, this just goes to show you that just because you're uh, where you're drafted and, and who drafts you doesn't always guarantee you that, that you're going to make it. <laughs> It's definitely a, a crapshoot. Uh, so the next year, you mashed the ball then at Madison. You had 15 and 71. Then 92 and 93, you were in Modesto for the most part in the high A California League. In 1993, you hit 28 home runs between Modesto and Huntsville. Uh, so, but even when you think back at the end of 93, so even with all your success, could you have imagined that you were just you know a few months away from the big leagues in 94? Did that seem possible to you at that time? No, actually, it didn't. Only because you know I. That was the farthest thing from my mind. I mean, you know, you hear, you know, they always talk about normal progression. You know, you play in A ball, then you play in double A, then you play in triple A, then you play in the major leagues. And, and obviously that was the farthest thing from my mind. I was, I was coming off an injury in 92 where I had surgery while I played half a season. And that's a repeat uh, high single A. You know, I was fortunate enough to get off to a hot start and, and stay hot, um, end up going to double A. In '93, and uh, struggled a little bit, but you know I would have never thought that you know two a month and a half or two months into uh, the season of '94 that I was in the major leagues. Yeah. Well, another thing that helped you get there was uh, that winter league in '93 with Hawaii. You were the MVP of that Hawaiian winter league. So, how cool was it playing winter ball in Hawaii? You know, for a young guy. Oh, it was great. I mean, I had a, I had a blast. I mean, we had, you know, off on our team in uh, in Hawaii, we had four, we had four major leaguers. Um, Chris Witcher, catcher, played in the major leagues, played with the Yankees. Uh, obviously, uh, you know, Jason Giambi, of course, played in the major leagues for <laughs> still playing, and uh, myself, and uh, I'm trying to, uh, uh, I want to say. Oh, man, I'm drawing a blank on the fourth guy. But it was uh, we had quite a few guys that, that made to the major leagues. I mean, when you when you have an opportunity to go somewhere and, and play and get better, it's only going to enhance your chances to uh, to play at the higher level. Well, you just kept riding that momentum then. So, 94, you played at both Huntsville and Tacoma. 20 home runs, 71 RBIs. I love the 993 OPS there. And then you spent 11 <laughs> games at the big league level. Uh, two different stints as well. So I want to talk about that first call-up, May 15th of 1994. Where were you at when you got the news? Did you find out in a cool way who was with you and all that good stuff? Well, we just come off a road trip from, 
from uh, I think it's either Greenville, uh, Greenville, South Carolina, and and it was probably about a 11, 12 hour at that time 11 or 12 hour bus ride to back to Huntsville, and it was early in the morning, and he said, "Hey, you're going to you're going to big league." So, <laughs> and you're like, "What?" And I was, I was like, "Oh, okay." <laughs> it sounds good to me. <laughs> so that was uh, that was the call. I was excited. Obviously, uh, you know, the call that you, the second call you've been dreaming about all your life. Yeah, yeah. Well, so that first game in the big leagues was against Texas. You went 0 for 4 off of Bruce Hurst, Hector Fajardo, and Chris Carpenter. But then your third game against the White Sox, extra innings, you lined a double to right center off of Roberto Hernandez for your first major league hit. Do you remember that at bat pretty well, and do you still have that ball? Yeah, I still have that ball. It was, uh, it was, it, you know, I was having a little tough time. I mean, at, at that point, I mean, the pitches are so much better in major leagues. The umpires, you know, they – didn't tend to like younger players at that time, and and I was fortunate enough to you know keep battling and, and hit a double to right center field off of uh, Roberto Hernandez for uh, RBI, the RBI double and first major league hit. And then, so the baseball strike hits a few months later in August of '94. You're with Oakland. I mean, how how crushing was that? And what do you remember about that whole process? What I remember about that whole process was, you know, what am I? You know what are we gonna do? What am I gonna do? Um, you know it was. You know we had meetings and it was leading up to to that whole strike. We, in fact, we were right before the strike. We were in Kansas City playing the Royals before we flew back to Oakland. And you know they were they were telling us that it's you know it's it's gonna happen. So just uh, just be prepared. And then once the uh, you know that we had a conference call and and decided that you know that. August 11th <laughs> was going to be the day, so that was it. Huh. Now, what what were you doing during the strike, and then what were you doing in the off seasons back then? Were you working like normal jobs and training, or just training ball, or what were you doing? Well, actually, during the strike, well, first of all, they allow some of the prospects to go back and um, and and go back to the minor leagues. Some some of them. So what happened was. I was one of the ones that were allowed to go back. Oh. However, I had to pay <laughs> had to I had to pay back my 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 salary <laughs> in order to get my service time <laughs> because I was part of the union. So it's uh, it was one of those things where yeah, you, know, you you have to you have to give something to get something. And that was one of the things that I had to do. But after that, I mean, it was. You know the union. They they did a great job. They took care of the, uh, some of the younger players. Uh, got a little little stipend here and there. Um, I didn't I didn't work. Unfortunately, I probably should have. But you know I was pretty uh, pretty good with my money at that time. So I was just uh, just worked out and tried to stay in shape. So 1995, you come back between Edmonton and Oakland. Well, you hit the cover off the ball again for Edmonton, 854 OPS, 15 and 72. And then your first big league home run was that year off of Milwaukee's Scott Carl. Take us back to that at bat. Uh, Scott, left-handed pitcher. Um, kind of funny. Um, you know, I just, I mean, I got a good pitch um, over the middle part of the plate and hit it out to left center. What's ironic about 
uh, hitting my first homer off of Scott. I think I hit two, two uh, somewhere between uh, three and four off of him in my career. <laughs> huh. That's almost ownage right there, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so you go into the winter of 95. You've had a couple of cups of coffee at that point. But then you'd become the everyday center fielder in 96. So once again, the same question. In the end of 95, you know, were you expecting to have the chance to become the everyday center fielder in 96? I mean, I was hoping I, I would, but, you know, the A's weren't, you know, they they weren't at the time, they weren't committed to total rebuilding. They still had a, quite a few uh, veteran players. And once Tony LaRusso left, like, they committed to uh, the rebuilding process at that time. And, and I competed and won a starting center field job. Yeah, it was Art Howe that took over, right? How'd you like playing for Art? Oh, Art was Art was a great manager to have. Very quiet and laid back. Um, very uh, very into the uh, to the players as well. Yeah, yeah. And then so 1996, you finally get the regular major league at bats you've been waiting for, and you and you produced 19 home runs, 64 ribbies, 750. And that's all with Oakland. So the first question, how special was it making an opening day Major League roster that year? Oh, it was great. I mean, I really enjoyed it. Uh, you know, that's, that's, the other, that's the other call you're looking for. You're looking to hopefully um, have an opportunity to, to be that everyday, everyday starter. And, um, and I did. I had, I had a chance. And it was great. Now, when you think back to that season, other than opening day, I mean, what do you, what do you think of most that you're playing every day in the major leagues? What what kind of memories come to your mind when you first think of that? Oh, I mean, three homers in a game off three different pitchers against the uh, against the Minnesota Twins, and uh, obviously uh, triple play uh, against the Tigers and in Las in Las Vegas, where the we actually played a major league game that counted. So that was uh, that was probably the most memorable uh, during that season. How did that triple play happen? To see, I was uh, it was first and it was first and second, and and um, the ball hit to me in uh, left center field. Um, I think Bobby Higginson was at at first or second, and Alan Trammell was at uh, was on second or first, one or the other. I don't know what order it was. And you know, I caught it, banged up against the wall, threw it into, you know, threw it into second, and then uh, and back to uh, and then back to third. So that's cool. That's probably something you never thought you'd be a part of. Um, yeah, exactly. So a couple of your teammates. What was it like playing with Mark McGuire? Oh, it was good. I mean, he, you know, he was uh, definitely a wealth of knowledge as far as I mean, he he really. Um, he really took pride in how he prepared himself, you know, to uh, her at bat every day. So it was it was a thrill playing with him. And a guy that everybody seems to love is uh, Matt Stairs. How about him? Stairs, <laughs> Stairs is, you know, he's uh, he was that pro typical guy where you know he just let it fly. That was his swing. He'd get in there and swing as hard as he could. And could and, and connected. Yeah, he was he was funny. I liked him. Uh, so one more year with Oakland, then '97 between Tacoma, where you once again were on fire, 9.54 OPS, and Oakland, where you got in 71 games. Was that kind of frustrating and disappointing, not getting the everyday and that year after mashing and you know at the major league level and in Triple I both? Yeah, that was probably 
you know, that, I think that really kind of curtailed me or to me a little tailspin because that whole off season, you know, around the winter winter uh, meeting time, um, there was rumblings that I was going to be traded to Boston. And then even a reporter called me and pretty much said that the deal was going to, the deal was done. I was I was going to be traded to Boston, and it didn't happen. And I go on a spring training, had a good spring training, and I I didn't start. I lost first game of the season. I started out pretty good, two for four, for a homer off of Charles Nagy in opening day of '97. But I just didn't start out the season the way I wanted to, and kind of. Uh, you know, kind of curtailed me a little bit and sent me on a, a little tailspin, unfortunately. Uh, and I didn't have an opportunity to, to to rebound. I mean, I tell everyone, baseball has changed so much that, and if I were a player, the player I was then and the game now, I'll be a multi-multi-millionaire. Yeah, <laughs> no, you would be. Totally, because the numbers were good. That's that's why I don't understand. So then, so yeah. 1998 spring training, the Royals pick you up from Oakland. So take us back to that right. moment. How'd you find out that news, and were you completely surprised by that, or you know what were your thoughts on that? Um, uh, that I wasn't surprised about. I knew that that you know you you, you kind of you kind of have a sense when your time's up somewhere, and I had a sense that my time was up in in Oakland and. You know, they always, you know, teams do a, a real good job of trying to send you somewhere that you're going to have an opportunity. And Kansas City was one of the places where I thought I was going to have an opportunity to uh, to go and play. And and that, that's, where, and that's where I ended up. So, so it, it worked out. What, uh, what did you know about the Royals at that time? I mean, did you know anybody over here when you, when you first came over? Uh, just from playing against some of the guys uh, over in the past, you know, a bunch of their guys were in the uh, fall league when I played the fall league back in 1995. But I didn't know I didn't know a whole lot about them. You know, Tony Muser was manager. Uh, Tom Fouquet was the hitting coach. Uh, Bruce Keeson was pitching coach. Uh, Rich Dow was at third. Frank White was at first. Okay. My, my memory's real good, man. <laughs> <laughs> Evidently, good grief! I was even struggling to, to go along there with you. Uh, so you get to Baseball City there, you know, in Florida, spring training. What did they first tell you when you first arrived there? Uh, when I, I went to Baseball City because they had well, a week left of spring training, and then we broke for the season after that. So I mean, it was you know, it was just pretty much going in there, introducing yourself to everyone, and and. You know, just trying to fit in. Well, you opened up that season as uh, the regular everyday right fielder then through mid-May at least. So your favorite memories of playing in KC as a Royal? Um, I loved it there. I mean, I, I tell everybody that's, that's one of my favorite places of all time to, to, to play with Kansas City. Um, probably one of the most memorable was actually going back to Oakland playing against the A's and hitting a homer off of, uh, off, uh, who's that, the, uh, the gambler. He pitched for Texas, left-handed pitcher. Yeah, Kenny Rogers, uh, right? Kenny Rogers. Barbecue was outstanding. <laughs> I still, to this day, uh, can't wait to, uh, to have, 
have my Jack Stack. Oh, you're, barbecue. you're a Jack Stack guy. Hands. Okay. Oh, yeah, big Jack Stack guy. Okay. Burn hands. Did you ever try Gates here? I love the sauce from Gates. Okay. All right. Well, then you're legit then. <laughs> we, you've been through the trenches then, so you're good to go. Um, so, I love the sauce. I, I, in fact, I have some sauce in my house from Gates right now <laughs> that I got about a, about a, about a, month, about a couple months ago, two months ago. <laughs> That's great. Now, which teammates were you closest with in the, in the Royals organization while you were here? Um, probably um, Jermaine Dye. Um, he was probably one of the guys I was probably closer with. Um, Tom Jeremy Giambi was there. Uh, Joe Vitiello, he was there as well. I would say those guys are probably the, the guys I was most a little bit closer with. And did you like Muser okay? Yeah. Yeah. It's funny. People I talk to seem to say that he was real intense, but just a real good baseball guy. You know? Yeah. He, yeah. His, yeah. His, his intensity level was off the charts. <laughs> but, you know, everybody has a different um, baseball uh, makeup, and his was, that was his baseball makeup, and that was fine with me. So, 1998, you finished out in Omaha. Huge numbers. This time, 994 OPS. So I've never understood why they didn't give you a call back. But how, how did that you? Was the, that was the most disappointing time to go back to the minor leagues and not go back because, you know, obviously when you go to the minor leagues, you you go and you want to you want to have something, you know, that's all right. I went back. I did everything I was supposed to do. I I did this and I did that, and I was still. I was still relatively young, I think at 28 at the time. So, you know, uh, that was probably the most disappointing, not getting recalled after uh, hitting 23 homers and 200, uh, 260 or 70 at-bats at or something. Yeah, and you're pushing a 1,000 yeah. OPS, <laughs> too. So. Right, I think, I think that's why I had 23 homers and about 270 at-bats in, in Omaha. Yeah, yeah, gosh. How did you like uh, those long uh, College World Series road trips there, man? Uh, um, I'm trying to think if I missed that. Oh, you were not there? Remember. I do remember uh, playing on the 4th of July, and we had uh, 32,000 people, and then playing on the 5th of July, and we had 1,000. <laughs> I remember that. <laughs> That's great. Maybe you weren't there during that. They have like a. They used to have like a twenty-one day road trip or something like that during the CWS back in the day. But maybe you weren't there uh, during that yeah. time. Uh, so in two thousand, then you helped the U.S. win an Olympic gold medal, Sydney Olympics. Take us back in that whole experience. I'm sure had to have been one of the best of your life. Yeah, uh, in two thousand, um, that was one thing I'd never even, you know, thought about ever being a part of was the Olympics and. Uh, this USA Baseball and Major League Baseball, they sent out a questionnaire to quite a few guys that were in my position, kind of kind of a, how they call us, a uh, 4A player. Uh, Want to just gauge our interest in the possibility of being on, on the Olympic team. So I sent it back, and, you know, no doubt. I mean, if I have an opportunity to play, Oh yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna take it. So, and that was and that's what happened. You know, I kept calling because they they we really didn't have a tryout. They pretty much went on 
staffs from players, and that's how they picked the team. And you know, I, I, I knew it was coming down to the wire, and I was and I was so excited about the possibility of being on a team. I I wanted to know ASAP. Well. You mentioned the 4A thing. So 2000 to 2002, you had a combined 69 home runs. You have 213 RBIs for AAA for the Cardinals, the Padres, the Diamondbacks. One of those years, I think you were second to Jim Edmonds in the whole organization in, in home runs and RBIs. But you never yep. got you never got the call up. So, I mean, how did you you mentioned the whole 4A thing? Because I definitely think, and I'm sure you, you know you working in professional baseball now, you see guys get labeled as something and they can't shake it, even though it might not be fair or might not be. Accurate. How did you deal with that at that time, and what were your thoughts on that whole four A dreaded four A thing? I mean, it was tough. I mean, I mean, like I said, I mean, it, you you go and you work hard, and you want to be rewarded. And you know, I keep, like I said earlier in the, in, the, in our discussion, I was saying that I, mean, I just played in a different different era. I think if I'm coming up now, things are totally different because. You look at how baseball has changed, and a player like me would have every opportunity to to stick and and play. I mean, that year in 2000, I had 35 homers and nearly 100 RBIs, and I didn't get a call up any time throughout the season, or even after the uh, Olympics had ended, and that was that was disappointing. You know, and then you, you go to 19, uh, that was 2001. 01, I was the last cut from the Padres after an unbelievable spring training. And I went to Portland, Oregon, and had a, for me, I, I say a subpar. I mean, I, I still hit 280 with 20, 20 homers and probably 80 RBIs, but yeah, it was different. But that was, you know, no call up. And then on to 2002, with the um, back with the uh, Diamondbacks, and I would say I would say that year was probably the most disappointing. One of the most disappointing because I was leading the league in homers and RBIs, and was hitting three forty something, and uh, they didn't call me up. You know, selling my contract to Japan. You know, I went there and played, but you know, 14 homers and 48 RBIs through. Uh, it was probably mid-May or toward the end of May. That's uh, that's uh, on a on a pace for astronomical numbers if I'm there for the whole year. Well, did they ever give you any explanation for any of this stuff? Any of these teams? Uh, no. I mean, you know, everybody has their, everyone has their, uh, you know, way that they like to do things, and I don't question anybody, especially since being on the coaching side. I mean, everyone's eyes are different, and everyone's evaluation is going to be different as well. You know, and I, you know, I, I've never, never, other than being disappointed at that time, I wouldn't change anything that I've, that I've ever done in this game. That's good. That's good. So you mentioned Japan. What was that experience like in 2002? Oh, it was fun. Had a great time. I would have, that's pro, that would probably be the only thing I would have changed a little bit was my time in Japan. I think I think I would have uh, tried to conform to 
the Japanese uh, style of play a little bit better um, or been a little more flexible because it's um, baseball's a little different. It's still the same, but it's different. So, and it's, unless you've been over there to see how different it is and how they go about their daily routine, uh, it'll be hard. It's hard to hard to explain. Well, you did make it back to the big leagues again, both 2003 and 2004 with the Tigers and Indians, respectively. Uh, obviously, not as long as you would have liked. Not really much of a chance up there, but I mean, nice memories of those two years. Oh, for sure. Yeah, I mean, like I said, anytime you put this uniform on the play or the coach, I mean, it should be your ultimate goal. It should be to make it to the major leagues. And you know, those two call-ups in '03 and and again in '04 uh, were just as special as the one. That guy in 1994. Yeah, yeah. Well, so I was actually doing radio in Charlotte, North Carolina, in 06 and 07, back when you were playing for the, the Knights with Brian Anderson. Oh, wow. And Borchard and Richard, yeah. Richard Dotson on the coaching staff and all those guys. So uh, I used to watch you play there in Fort Mill, just south of town there. So, you know, how how'd you, <laughs> how'd you like playing in Charlotte in 06 and 07? Oh, I loved it. Loved it. Great place. Great place. I, I, I see now that they, the stadium they have there now is unbelievable. Yeah. And, you know, good fan support. And so that's, uh, so that's, uh, that's a plus right there. Yeah. June of 2006, your 300th minor league home run. Did you realize that at the time? And, and, and if so, was that kind of a bittersweet moment? Yeah, it was. It was you know what? It was, um, it was bittersweet. But it was, uh, you know, it just it just shows you that the uh, longevity of the uh, of the game and and how much uh, how much time and, and and hard work you put in uh, pays off. And it, and the, and the, the the other funny thing is, is to hit that many home runs and still have uh, you know a, a decent amount of major league uh, service time. Right. You know, I. There was, there was a couple guys that 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 I know in the game that that uh, uh, surpassed the you know the home run total that I hit. Uh, one one guy in particular, uh, Mike Hessman, I think he still may be playing, but I mean he's he's hit uh, he's probably close to 400 minor league home runs, but he's but his uh, his his total you know major league service time is less than a year. So I mean, or less than. A half a year, so I mean that's that's you know that's tough. That's even that's even worse. Yeah. Because he's he's putting up numbers and 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 not even have an opportunity to have a chance. Yeah. Well, was it tough to walk away after 2007 and hang him up as a player? Nope. Really? I knew it. Was, I knew. It, I knew it was time. I I told my I told myself in 2006, actually in 2005, I had probably. Uh, uh, a tough year. I had a great, uh, great start to the season, half season, and but still thought I was, you know, relatively, um, you know, okay, com- you know, compete. And I hurt my back, and then my, my, uh, I didn't finish as strong as I wanted to after the 2005 season, 2006. I, you know, bounced back, and I was. 
you know, okay, I think I probably hit 14 or 15 homers at 300 or whatever for a season. And, you know, that was, it took a lot of hard work just to do that. And that next year, in uh, 07, I just battled through back injuries, and it was tough to it was tough to play uh, consistently. And I told myself, I said, if I if I can't be productive, I'm not going to be mediocre, and I'm not going to go and play in the in the Mexican league just to just to keep playing or play an independent league. I'm not going to do that when it, when it's time for me to to stop playing. My play is going to dictate that. And I can I can deal with that. So, last two questions for you. When you look back at your playing career, what are you most proud of when you think back? I was standing on that podium getting my gold medal in the, in the Olympics in, in Australia. By far, I mean that was, you know, that was that was the weight of the the weight of the world on 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 our shoulders because from the from the time that the 28 guys stepped off the airplane uh, going to San Diego to the time we got off the plane going to Australia before we started the Olympics, you know, all we hear from the media and is we would be lucky to finish fourth. You know, we were the fourth best team there, but we ended up winning the gold medal. So that right there, by far, was uh, uh, the most memorable. Yeah, I remember that. That was great. Now, and also, last question is, in summary, what would you like to uh, to say to Royals fans listening right now? Oh, man, the Royals. Oh, my God. I mean, just, just watching the whole World Series uh, last year, what a, what a boost of energy to to a city that that embraces baseball uh, the way that Kansas City does. I mean, I mean, I, you know, it was fun for me not being – with an organization and able to root for, you know, Kansas City to uh, to win.